Welcome ah, welcome back to Has Help Hotline. Uh, we're back again to talk about Louis the Sixteenth. Uh, so would you like to begin, Miss Venables? Yeah, oh wait, should we we should introduce ourselves? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So. I'm I'm Lisa or Miss Yang. And I'm Jackie or Miss Venables, and we both teach ATAR history. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Yeah. All right. Louis the Sixteenth, son of Louis the Fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, was it meant to be king? Was not meant to be king. Uh, so how did he end up king? His brother died, <laughs> ultimately, and then he yeah. was tapped on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And so did he want to be king? Mm, no. I don't think so. From what I've read, I don't think so. No, I don't either. I think he was more interested in just, I don't know, like locks. Academics. I think he read a lot. Yeah. And art and stuff. Yeah. And I don't even think he was interested in his wife. No, but he did love his children. Yes. Yes, once he finally got around to having some. It did take a long time, but if he wasn't particularly interested in, in no. Miss Antoinette, no. I, I can't imagine it so, would be easy to conceive. And is he complete? Okay, so here's the thing that I'm going to ask. Is he completely to blame for everything that happened and... How the like you know the French people are so upset with what's going on in France. Is Louis the Sixteenth really the one to blame? I don't think so. I think um, I, I think to some extent he helped the process along, but all of those enlightened ideas were still floating around France. The bad harvest was probably always going mm. to happen. Mm. People were kind of already angry. They were they weren't happy with the French system. So it was like it was probably like. A group of things mm. and he he just happened up. to be born at the wrong time in the yeah. wrong place i mean because if you think about it i mean his grand grandfather louis the 14th i mean he's the one that built versailles and created Correct. this ex- extravagant palace so it's almost like louis was kind of like oh, i already had it <laughs> it's not yeah. like he built it and he wasn't like the first terrible king of france no like <laughs> there had been a few of them like like the terrible um some of the terrible monarchs in, in England mm. and in Austria and stuff. Mm. Like bad it's, luck. Yeah. But so I yeah, it is that whole uh idea of he just had circumstances, he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, in the wrong circumstances because you know like you said, you had the bad harvest, you had the inflation. I mean, he wasn't even I correct me if I'm wrong, but he wasn't even the one who funded any of the wars or anything, was he? Or did he fund? Was he the ruler when um, the American Revolution, 1776 American Revolution, was that him? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he was. He was a monarch during seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he is the one that funded the American Revolution. Okay. So never mind. I can't say that he didn't actually create any of the debt then. But then every other French monarch would have done exactly the yeah. same thing because, I mean, it was against the English yeah, yeah, and the French yeah. didn't like the English, yeah. so that makes sense. Although, and, then, and he lost all of his colonies. Like, he didn't lose the colonies during the English War. Yeah. So, I mean, France has kind of already been set up for economic failure. Yeah. And then, of course, the American colonies being quite dickish and not paying France back didn't help either yeah i mean was america really in a position to pay well, france back <laughs> <laughs> there's that too but yeah and then so i mean he didn't help himself though 
staying at Versailles oh, all no. the time. No, plus he was he was really disconnected from his people. He had no idea what was going on in France. No, he, I mean the the flight to um his well his escape his to attempted Varennes. escape to, to Austria yeah. Yeah. and then being caught in Varennes. Like he he wanted to be caught. Like he he. Yeah, he didn't really help himself. He thought that the people would rally behind him and, and they didn't no. because he just had no idea what was going on. But do you think, I mean, by that stage, by the time he flies or flies away, he does his flight to try to get out of France into Austria, right? We've had him, like, we've had the three the States General being called, and we've had the creation of the National Assembly. We've mm -hmm. had the storming of the Bastille. Mm. Like, surely he would have well, had even, some idea that the people weren't happy with him. Even the October days, like mm. a bunch of women marched to Versailles and then marched him back to Paris. That should have been like yeah. a little light bulb moment. Yeah, but I it know. wasn't. He just didn't get it. And although, you know, some people are like, oh, but he signed the Declaration. He did. So, well, publicly he supported the, the yes. French Revolution and he supported the National Assembly. Yeah. But he didn't have a choice. No. He really didn't have a choice when it came to that. I mean, um, he knew that he couldn't oppose it because if he, yeah, as much as, you know, he put on his little revolutionary cap mm. and he was like, I'm one of you now, he didn't because ultimately he believed in that divine right yeah god yeah, he, made him the king therefore he was entitled to rule and he thought that the revolution was going to be like over in a fortnight like you know it was going to be i can't say a fortnight i don't know if that's true but yeah, yeah. he thought it was going to be like a blip in history and yeah. he would be the monarch you know and as, things as, would go back to normal yeah. i think part of it though is um marie antoinette because marie antoinette was very influential in his decision making because he didn't want to decide things and yeah. i think she gave him poor advice <laughs> true i mean but if you think about it, she's she's the sister of the holy roman emperor correct so she knows about power she knows she wants to well she was right hold to be a queen. yeah yeah she you know that's her whole thing and she's gonna hold on to that power till well mm. <laughs> until her head comes off <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i mean so I've, I, uh, do I feel, I don't know if I feel sorry for Louis the 16th as such, but he is kind of a tragic figure in history in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit sorry for him, but he was a bumbling idiot. Like really, he, he bumbled his way through. Yeah. But for a leader, like, yeah, yeah. you know, if he was just another noble, happy days, but he, he was the ruler of France and he bumbled through it and... Although, I mean, he, unlike a lot of the rulers, he, it's not like he's greedy. He's not like Marie, he's not greedy for power. Mm, that's true. You're he right. did actually want the people of France to be better off that's than true. they were. Look, he was, he did deal with kind of like the angry mobs and stuff pretty yeah. well. He like was patient and he listened to what they had to say. And like even at the October marches, like he did listen to what the women had to say. And then he opened up his, his, stores of bread and, and let the women take yeah. whatever they could so yeah 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 okay you're right i mean but the thing is also but like you said i think especially when the assembly's coming up with the constitution mm. and you know are we gonna have a constitutional monarchy and all that kind of stuff i think and this is you know like you were saying with the whole thing where 
he thought the people would rally around him because a lot of the French people still did have that idea. Of, well, yeah, they loved him. Like, he's the father. He's the father of France, kind of thing. Um, but that brings up the point that it did split the opinions because, well, there were the people who said, "Yes, we should." you know, have a constitutional monarchy. There were the people who were like, no, we need to kill him right away. Yeah, but that wasn't until after his, his attempt at escape, yeah. really. We don't yeah. see the split or the divide. Of well, the I mean, yeah, so there were the people who thought it, but then the constitution is signed, we get the constitutional monarchy. It's not until he escapes that they... And this is all in 1791. Yeah. So it's still kind of... I mean, we're in the guts of the revolution, but it's still kind yeah. of... Oh, but although this, the assembly was 1789. Correct, yeah. you're right. So, sorry, and I, I'm just saying that because I'm really bad with dates. Yeah. Like, when did this end? We, we've kind of jumped all over. Yeah, we have start. a bit. But, like... The Constitution, 1791, um, France was still a constitutional yes. monarchy. King Louis was still alive. Yes. Um, but was imprisoned in yes. his palace. But going back to 1789, um, it's, it's quite interesting because, you know... <laughs> Louis is a monarch in name only. Correct. He's a mino monarch in name only. Um, <laughs> because they basically say he's allowed to veto a law twice, and then if they <laughs> the assembly goes a third time, he can't do anything about it. Correct. So really, it's kind of a... Well, yeah. I mean, it's clever, but it's a dick move, really. If, like, you know, it's kind of saying, okay, Louis, you think you can... Okay, we'll let you say no twice, but then we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> you know? Well, he, he probably would have been a really good um, modern-day monarch. Like, if if he was, like, our current Queen Elizabeth, he just got to go and he got to wave and yes. fancy clothing. Hang on. Uh, apologies, we had a bit of a... <laughs> break there but as you were saying if he were like a elizabeth the first second second yeah yeah Ooh, if he not got to first. just like go and cut some ribbons and dress up and just show up for photo and be like here's my docent and here's my yeah. kids and it's like the um the the head of the state in name only yes like he didn't actually have a role yes he that would have been a really good role for him i mean mary antoinette wouldn't have liked it very much but. no no but um but the thing is so like you were saying with the October, um, October days, yeah, yeah, like where the women came and dragged him back. I mean, that partly happened because he had brought garrisons from Flanders to Versailles, yeah. and he had done that because he he was well. Louis at this point, I think he, I think he would have been happy. Like I honestly think he would have been happy having his two vetoes and letting everything go. But mm. Marie Antoinette's in his ear, going. You should be doing more. You should be doing more. This isn't fair. You're the divine king. God says mm. that you are supposed to be ruling and all that kind of stuff. Because then, you know, all he does is he brings his garrisons in. They have a bit of a meal. People find out about it and go, how dare he still mm. be doing all these things? I mean, the the party, the meal. Yeah. Was, I mean, that was, I mean, they were, the soldiers were pulling off their, um, Oh my goodness, what is it called? They're little badges. Yeah. And like and they're sashes yeah. and stuff and they're like weighing all over them and all sorts of yeah. awful things. Yeah. Um that they're, they're badges and their sachets that show the uh, revolutionary colours. Mm. Um so I mean, you know, poor form. Louis should have controlled that party yeah. a little bit better. But you know. Yeah, I happens. mean Yeah. And so um I think it's hilarious, like, you know, it's supposed to be like 
it's interesting because like usually you know a lot of times you hear about women dressing up as men and then here we have all these men dressed up as women to march on uh versailles <laughs> which i think is pretty funny but um so apparently oh, yeah, i didn't tell my kids about that no uh, okay. it's all right uh, you here now yeah um, <laughs> go and research that <laughs> but apparently they were um crying out we have the baker and the baker's wife and the little cook boy uh, now we shall have the bread. So there you go. Now, when that happens, a lot of people, Louis actually thought he was coming back to like be king and be the father of France again. And that, you know, you kind of go, yeah. how can he think that that was going to happen? Well, yeah, he was just so removed from what his people actually thought. He just... He really needed to listen to some commoners opposed to nobles just telling him what he wanted yeah. to hear or Marie Antoinette or well, I think that's messages it. that he was getting from other royals. He was so afraid of his, like, he feared for his life, he feared for his family's life. I truly yeah. believe that he was incredibly, he loved his family. Yeah. And so forth. I think you, you really see that at his trial. Yeah. Anyway. We'll get to that. Yeah. But so because of that, he kind of listens to Marie Antoinette when she's like, we need to go mm. and get support from other countries yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I think he knew that he wasn't a very strong leader as well. I think he, mm. he I think, you know, he's probably quite self-aware. He knew that he wasn't very competent. And Marie Antoinette, from the sources I've read, was quite a powerful kind yes. of loud, um, took up a lot of space kind of person. Yes. Who wore a boat in her hair. She, yeah, you're right. She was, like, quite eccentric is the word I'm looking for. I, I'd say so. Mm. So what ends up, how does he get on to, how does, like, so he ends up back in Paris mm -hmm. in, and I can never say it, Tuileries, how do you I, say I've it? I've been saying Tuileries. And mm. I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. Yes. But no one's picked me up on it. Mainly because my kids don't know that I don't speak French and they also don't speak French. But yes. Tuileries. Tuileries. Yeah. I'm like, Tuileries. I don't know. I don't oh, know. That sounds better. That sounds more French. Yeah. But I don't know if that's correct Anyway, either. the palace. Yes. That the palace that in King Paris. Louis and his family were living in, in Paris. Yes. And then how did he end up on trial? Hmm. There was a lot that happened before yeah. that, though. Yeah. Like, there was quite a few. Um, how, do you do you, how do you pronounce Jeunet's? Journeys? Journeys. Yeah, journeys. I said journeys or journeys, yeah. yeah oh, and journeys. there's the Sham de Mars. Oh, Sham de Mars. I've been saying Camp de Mars. Oh, uh. bugger. Because <laughs> Sham, like Champs Elysees, oh, Sham yeah, de yeah. Mars. Yeah, one of my kids did try and correct me. My bad. Yeah. <sighs> Sham de Mars. Or the Sham de Mars massacre was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's pretty feral. Yeah. That's pretty feral. Although, I mean, he gets blamed for that in his trial. Yeah, no. And he really, I mean, was yeah. it him? I don't know. I think it was just like, um, we should probably talk about what that was. Yes. Actually, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So um, the Sham de Mars was a, it was started off as a peaceful protest, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Where, um, so the Jacobins created a petition mm -hmm. that they wanted as many people to sign as possible. Um, I think specifically as many people from the third estate as possible to sign it. And they wanted to present it to the National Assembly to have King Louis put on trial for his crimes against the state. Mm. Essentially, they thought he was a traitor yeah and then something happens at this peaceful protest at the um Champ de Mars uh, and Lafayette and the mayor of Paris who was Bailey I did. I think it was Bailey 
um, took some National Guards down to the uh, Champ de Mars and something happened. There was rocks thrown, there was words said, and then the soldiers fired on the peaceful yes. protesters. It seems to happen often in history. It does. Lafayette adamantly like, said he did not make that order. Mm. He didn't command his soldiers to shoot, but no one knows. Yeah. And um, somehow Louis ends up kind of getting the blame for that. Yeah. Well, I think... I guess I, because, I think, you know, it's his guards, it's his... Well, he, he put Lafayette in control, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe. But he wasn't really. It wasn't really pinned on him until the kind trial. of the trial yeah. after they'd found the letters. Yeah. Um, from him to Austria. Yeah. When he was spoiler. A- um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So sorry. And this is the thing that I found last year. You know, because history, you kind of go, okay, it's chronological. But then I found myself bouncing yeah because so much was happening yeah 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 between like well between like 89 and 93 yeah 93 there was just like so many different key players and actually between 89 and probably 96 or 7 but yeah that's a good point but you know it was a lot yeah Um, i mean these so we've got shonda mars what else was there you said there was the, um, well, there was a bunch of Jeunets. Yeah. You know, the one in, uh, I want to say July, but I might be, well, July, then August. Then, oh, there was another one. Um, so there was the one in, mm-mm-mm. let's pause it and find some dates. Yes. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> um, sorry, just an FYI. Uh, when did you say war was declared? So war was declared. Um, so Germany, oh my goodness, sorry, France declared war on Austria and Prussia in April of '92. Right, and then um, uh, later on, it, they're gonna go. Oh well, that's kind of after. But then after, um, they also do Britain, France, and that's uh, Britain, France. Ah, oh, now I'm thinking. What? Sorry. Start again. All right. And a bit later on, Britain, Netherlands, and Spain also. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But the war's like a, it's like an after, or, you know, in the context of like the French Revolution, because so much is going on. Like the, the war is kind of like a niggling little thing in the background. Yeah. Which is kind of weird that like you have a, it's like you have a revolution in the middle of a war. Yeah. I mean, okay. And admittedly, that's what happened in Russia with World War One, I, I guess. But the Russian troops weren't really committed to the war as such. I guess no. they were kind of, but not like well, here. Well, even like the war, I mean, the war for Russia, I mean, the First World War, that's what started, mm. essentially, the, the, the revolution. Yeah. And then the Second World War happened, but it was kind of like it flowed quite nicely in yeah. the revolution. Whereas Stalin this is, controlled. yeah, Still whereas the, the French Revolution, they kind of start the revolution and then, I mean, and if you think, well, yeah, no, they did start the war because it's the the assembly that kind of goes, oh, screw it. They're going to call, if they're going to declare war on us, we might as well do it first. Yeah. And they kind of, well, there was like all these sub-factions, I guess, who were like, let's do it because then we'll unite France and then we'll be able to spread our revolutionary yeah. ideas. And others were like, let's not do it. Let's sort let's out sort our Let's sort out our stuff. Yeah. And-, and so it is kind of interesting that like in the end, they kind of went, okay, we're in a bit of chaos 
domestically. So let's just declare war for and the heck of it see and see what happens. And, and amazingly enough, they didn't get overrun. They well, they got invaded a little bit. Yeah, but, but not, they like but you not know, really. You would think that with an inept king mm-hmm. and a social dysfunction mm-hmm. in, within society that plus, I mean, the economic turmoil. and the economic turmoil that you'd like, think they would be ripe for the pickings. And yeah. yet somehow... They were pretty angry, though. Yeah, that's like, true. I don't think I would have liked to have gone against angry French people from the no. 1780s through to the 90s. No. Especially when you look at, like, the even, like, the women, yeah. the fishmongers. Yeah, Ooh. they were scary. Yeah, you, don't, you don't mess with them. I've read sources where they were, like, dismembering people. Like, yeah. yeah, that's scary. true. That's true. I mean, look what they did to the Bastille. They didn't leave <laughs> yeah. a brick. They tore it down. Like, Literally. Essentially with their hands. Literally tore it brick by brick until there was nothing left. That's it's some crazy, crazy angry, angry people. people. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. <laughs> Jesus. So the jur- journeys. The journeys. The journeys. So there was one in August and one in June. June. Okay, June. so what was the June one? That was pretty is that was that was kind of cool ones. So that was run by the the culottes, mm. San culottes, mm. sorry. Um, so they kind of got together and they were pretty angry with King Louis, um, and they wanted him to pretty much just give up his rights as the monarch. Because mm. you got to remember, the San culottes were like huge supporters of the Cordeliers and the Jacobins. Yeah, they were the ones that were like they were the ones that from the beginning were arguing against the constitutional monarchy Correct. and basically yeah. saying that Louis should be put on trial for treason and we shouldn't have a monarch and when I say we France yeah. shouldn't have a monarch and yada 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 yeah yeah so they're kind of like the far left radicals oh yeah yeah and they're like crazy angry and they they just like gather in in really big groups and they go and they get stuff done because so, <laughs> they're really angry and really scary and like on so in June, they got together, they marched towards the king's palace and they pretty much held him up. For like, Held him up, I mean, they had like guns and were willing to kill him and his family um, because they just wanted to have a really big chat about <laughs> what his role was in France and what they thought his role should be. Yes. They did let him go, but um, it was really, I think it was really eye-opening for King Louis because he sent for help. Right. And the National Assembly didn't come. No one came to help him. And he very calmly just sat there and listened. Which I, I good on him. Yeah, that was And in a way, you kind of have to say, thank goodness that Louis then didn't, once they left, kind of like call the National Guard, call Lafayette and the National Guard and went out and go, get them, or anything yeah. like that. So I guess, you know, he, he was pretty... I think he kind of dealt with him, I think he dealt with the situation as best he could during... 92, 93. Because 93, he loses his well, head. Yeah, but, yeah so but then he can't deal with anything. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. another one in August of 92. Mm, but yeah. that follows the Brunswick Manifesto. Uh, so we should talk about yes. that first. Okay. So the Brunswick Manifesto would be? Would be a manifesto that was sent by the Austrian <sighs> commander. Yeah. So essentially Austria could, had kind of taken over a few parts of Paris. And we're really concerned about the growing violence that was going on in Paris. I don't know where he got growing from. It was yeah, pretty it was pretty violent. violent. Yeah, but he, um, the, the commander, he kind of knew that King Louis and his family's life was at risk, mm. and so he he created this manifesto and he sent it to the National Assembly, where he said, if anything is to happen to um, King Louis and his family, 
the most severe consequences will befall whoever kills or harms Kiwi. Right. Um, which was kind of a dumb thing to do. I'm yeah, like... I mean, if it's one thing if you are completely dominating in the war. Yeah. And you have the upper hand and, like, you're invading and winning all these battles and stuff like that. I think he thought he was winning. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's another... And, like, so it's also kind of... Um, I think... There's two things that he kind of assumes. He assumes that people actually kind of care about the monarchy. Correct. At this point, they're so angry yeah. they can't see. Things. And that they aren't willing to die for their cause, which again, they, they were. They really were. Like they were throwing themselves at people with guns, at yeah. trained soldiers with guns. Yeah. They were. I mean, the fact that like a whole bunch of people can just have the balls to storm the palace even. Yeah, well, mar yeah, march into King Louis's kind of throne room and, and be like, tell him what to do. Right, sit down, we're going to talk. Yeah. So, yeah, so how did people react to the Brunswick uh, uh, Manifesto? I'm pretty sure that, I, if I remember correctly, they just kind of went, meh. They got more angry. Yeah. And they stormed the palace again um, and forced King Louis to run to the National Assembly <laughs> and hide there. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it. Although when King Louis was leaving, he did say, um, please guards do not shoot the, the sand colots and the Jacobins and the, um, and the, the yeah. And whoever's coming to kind of, you know, who's involved with the journey. Um, and as soon as he let, uh, left the, um, the national guard was like, nah, <laughs> and started firing on these peasants and then they all died. So it's, I mean, it's a pretty cool journey, the journey of August um, 1792, because lots of people die. Yeah, but... Brutally. And, and, you know, the thing is, so, of course, because they are his, Louis' um, guards, he'll get blamed, you know, like... Oh, he does get blamed. Yeah. He'll get blamed for the deaths, even though he was saying, please don't do this. Yeah. Um, so, again, kind of tragic, I guess. Yeah. I mean, poor King Louis. But, I mean, following that journey, essentially his whole monarchy was suspended. Yeah. The National Assembly had to kind of go, okay. We thought that we could bring people, because, like, the National Assembly really did think people wanted a constitutional monarchy, people still wanted their king, yeah. that by keeping him in, they could kind of join all the French people together, and that didn't work. And so, in the end, poor Louis gets put on trial. That's it. For yeah. treason. Yeah. Is that... Uh, I guess, I mean, like, okay, what else could they put him on trial for, I guess. But especially when they first put him on trial for treason, they have no... Oh, there's no... Evidence, really. No, no real evidence. And from, like, all the sources I've read, the trial was kind of like a... Like, it was kind of entertainment. Oh, yeah. Like, women would dress in the most ridiculous colours and go and watch the trial while doing their little cross-stitching. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly think that um, it was... <sighs> It was never going to be anything but a guilty verdict. No way. And the National Assembly, they couldn't have it. It had to be a guilty verdict. Yeah. Because if King Louis wasn't guilty, then the his opposition must have been guilty of crimes. Yes. So that's, I mean, that would have been the Jacobins, right? Yeah. So, and then the National Assembly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Which would mean that they would have to admit that they themselves were criminals. Because the they... legitimate government and stuff. Correct. So, I mean, yeah, King Louis always destined to be killed 
I mean, in the most humanely way possible. With well, the, with the guillotine. yeah. But it's quite interesting because, um, like, the Girondin were saying he's guilty, but we need to have some sort of referendum as to his execution. Correct, yeah. Whereas the, uh, I'm going to say, the mountain, the Montagnard, Montagnard, Montagnards. Mm, yeah. My French is no good. We need to get Christophe in here. I've um, just been calling them the mountain. The mountain. Yeah, the mountains. Sorry, kids. No, that's fine. The, the, but the mountains, because that's what they were. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, not the mountain. Not the mountain. The mountains. There were um, four they, of them. yeah. They said, off with the head straight away. They did. Um, but uh, on what was it, January twenty first, nineteen seventy three, Louis XVI is executed. Correct. Was there evidence for his? Okay, so let's talk about these letters. That would be the oh, closest yeah. to evidence for treason. Yeah, and and the letters were so King Louis had been sending secret letters to, well, I guess like his royal family in Austria, yeah, like and, his in laws and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was essentially kind of talking about the situation in France and asking for help. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, because, um, I mean, and kind of rightly so. Yeah, He, he knew that his life was in danger. Yeah, but the thing was, like, at the same time he was writing these letters, he's, like, appearing with the revolutionary cap on his yeah. head and, you know, oh, I support the revolution. So, you know, of course, people are saying, oh, you, but, I mean, I get it. Yeah. If I were in his situation, I'd probably be playing both sides of the coin. Yeah, trying to get out of France as yeah. quickly as possible. But in the meantime, still making sure that you're like, yay, revolution, and yeah. telling the peasants, I want your side. Because, again, the peasants were crazy yeah. and really, really angry. Yeah. They dismem- dismem- dismembered yeah. people with their hands. That's, uh, yeah. Like, that. <laughs> That, that, I don't means, under... that means pulling body parts apart. That's so gross. I just yeah. don't even, I just <sighs> don't even know how. I mean, so that's King Louis' death. And then, of course, uh, the consequences of that, I mean, we won't go into it now, but that could be for another discussion, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, like, there's, they still have the economic problems. Then they go to war with Britain, Netherlands, and Spain. Correct. The radical left is still running rampant. Yeah, the Catholics. All France. The Catholics have their own counter-revolution. The Vendee. Um, oh, I haven't got. In, I haven't got. In yeah, no, I don't that's know if fine. I'll have time to go into that. Yeah, the the Vendee is basically just um, a whole bunch of Catholic and royalists get together and they kind of have a counter-revolution because they're like, hang on a second. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's a lot of that that happens. I mean. Ugh. And then this will lead to the terror, which we can talk about another time. Mm. Yeah, that's that's our next big yes. topic. Yay. Just, I mean, cool, but terrible if you live during that. Oh, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of blood. Lots of, and um, if you guys are bored <laughs> and looking for a novel to read, um, A Tale of Two Cities oh, by Charles yeah. Dickens, because that is set during the Reign of Terror. And it's not actually a bad book. I I had to read it when I was in seven, year seven, I think. I'm just trying to it's, think if there's a really cool video about it, but I can't think of one no. right now. Not no. Um, it's also a movie. I mean, it's like an old movie, but there's a movie on it. I'm sure. Yeah, if you've got a, a spare like two hours, sit yeah. down and watch it. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for another episode <laughs> of Hess Help Hotline. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, we're always available for questions. Yeah, just email us. Yeah, and we'll answer any questions that we can. And um, hope you guys are staying safe. And I think we might be doing quite a few more of these because yeah. it seems an easy way to do lectures. And just remember that we're just having a conversation about these topics. So yes. um, sometimes uh, we might, like we've, we've kind of jumped all over the timeline a little bit. Sometimes we might make mistakes. Just remember that we're just having a conversation. Yes. And if we've got something a little bit wrong, we will correct it. Um, but just, you know, bear with us. Yeah, and, and this is not, this is just some more information for you to gather whilst you are doing your own research and learning about the topic, just maybe to give you some more ideas or another perspective or just because you guys seem to like listening to us tell stories. Yeah, because, I mean, normally we would have these conversations in class. Exactly. And I would be explaining it. And, and I would explain what happened in a very similar tone. Exactly. But I don't have that opportunity right now. So, so. that's why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for that. And until next time, stay safe. Yeah. Stay safe. All Thanks, right. Guys. Bye.